Hey, everyone, and welcome to the New Way to Live podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I am your host, Lindsay Moore. So I am still riding the new year wave over here. The year still feels new. And I don't know about you all, but this year I've received so much from the Lord as far as revelation of his word and personal revelation. Um, And I have to be honest that sometimes that personal revelation felt really cheery, like it felt good. And other times it felt revealing in a way that spurs me to want to change. I hope you all get what I'm saying here. It's like when your sister or your close friend tells you three things, like the sandwich of things, something like, you're doing such a great job at keeping your floors clean this year. Way to go. But your bathrooms, they need work, my friend. But I can tell that you've been working hard. So way to go. And that's like code for, you know, you need to clean your bathrooms. And then I think, wow, they just gave me the sandwich. That's kind of how this year has been as far as revelation from the Lord for me. Like I've been given plenty of sandwiches, meaning the Lord has pointed out plenty of good things that are happening in my life while also giving me some things that he wants me to work on. And honestly, if he wants me to work on it, I want to work on it too. Because I know the end result is better than the way I've been operating. God's so good. He's so cool like that. He wants to bless us and there's a blessing in obedience. There are blessings in obedience. The message today is really not totally about obedience, but they do go hand in hand. And I, I got to tell you that when I was writing this, I was feeling a little spicy. So um, yeah, just get ready for that. A little spicy. So one area that the Lord has prompted me to work on this year is to take inventory of the area of my attention, to consider what I'm giving my attention to the most. And this is an important biblical principle, the area of your attention. Proverbs 4.20 says, my son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Really, Proverbs 1 through 5 are bursting with words and phrases that call us to pay attention. I'm not going to read you like the full chapters, but I'm going to give you a little highlight, read some snippets. So Proverbs 1.8 starts by saying, my son, hear the instruction of your father. 2, 1 through 5 says, my child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God, for the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Proverbs 3, 1 through 2 says, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands for length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. 3, 21 through 22 says, Got an alarm going here. Stop that. It's time to wake up. Um, I'm sorry. Proverbs 3, 21 through 22 says, My son, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, meaning good judgment. So they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Then you will walk safely in your way and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Proverbs 4, 1 through 2 starts by saying, Hear, my children, like here, listen, hear, my children, the instruction of a father and give attention to no understanding, for I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. 4.10 says, Hear, my son, and receive my saying, and the years of your life will be many. 
And last, 5, 1 through 2 says, My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Lend your ear to my understanding, that you may preserve discretion, good judgment, and your lips may keep knowledge. Okay, so you guys get the picture. It's important to God that we pay attention to his words, to his teaching, to his instruction. But not only that we pay attention, but that we listen and respond. Listen and respond. This reminds me of a story about my husband um, that's happened quite a few times over the years. And I asked his permission to tell this story. So thanks, babe. So sometimes we'll be you know, chatting, like we might be in the kitchen or, you know, he's, he's doing something, we're doing something and I'll be just chit chatting away. And he doesn't always respond when I say something to him, like in his defense, I love to talk. And sometimes I will try to engage him in a conversation when he's fixing the dishwasher or in the middle of a project or like, I don't know, working or doing something, but sometimes we're just doing regular stuff. So when I talk to him, I will wait for his response. And sometimes I'll be waiting for like five minutes. I'm not even kidding you. And sometimes I purposely don't repeat myself just to see how long it takes. Anyway, so I'll be like, uh, hello, babe, you're not even listening to me. And he'll say something like, yeah, I heard you. And then I'll say something like, oh, okay, well, tell me what I said. <laughs> sometimes it gets it right. <laughs> and um, when he gets it right, I have to be like, oh well, okay, you might have heard me, but you weren't listening. Listening requires active participation. That's my signature phrase. Listening requires active participation. So you might have heard what I said, but you didn't process it and like respond in an appropriate way. And sometimes though, he'll repeat the last thing you heard, which was maybe like five minutes ago. And then we both know he wasn't paying attention. So anyway, I hope you see where I'm going with this. And thanks to my husband for being cool with me using this real life tidbit from our marriage. I have to say that he's a wonderful husband. He's superb. He's really good. He's loving and attentive. He's a cut above, and I'm blessed to be his wife. The moral of this story, though, is that just because you heard something doesn't mean you're listening. Listening is active. Paying attention is active, and it requires an appropriate response. So, okay, let me get back to where I was going here. Um, it's important to God that we listen, that we pay attention, that we do something with the words he's spoken to us. He wants us to follow his instructions. Second Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. I also liked the way the NLT said this. It says, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what's wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what's right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. That's good. The Bible isn't just a book like written by a bunch of different authors, although it is written by a lot of different authors. It's the true and inerrant, without error, word of God. God inspired those words, told them what to say and how to say it. He chose what he wanted in the Bible so that he could communicate his message through generations. He chose things that apply to us at every time point in history so that when people, um, or like when people a thousand years ago read the Bible, they could apply it to them at that time point in the way that they live their lives. And we can also apply it to us now living in a different era. Maybe it's an era. I don't know. I'm going to call it an era. Living in a different time point in history. And he did it so that he could teach us what's true to show us the areas where we're missing it, to correct us when we're wrong and teach us how to do it right. 
And he's a good father. Like, he doesn't just tell us what we're doing wrong without giving us a way to do it right. Like any good father, he wants us to pay attention to what he's saying and respond in an appropriate manner. And I know that you parents out there can identify with that. We want our kids to listen to what we've said and respond accordingly. He speaks to us through his word and he speaks to us personally. We can, we can hear what he says through his word and respond how he wants us to respond. Or we can hear the word that he's spoken to us personally and respond in that way. Along those lines, like if you aren't hearing, hearing, I put that in quotes, hearing from God, you may need to practice listening. Like I mean that nicely. I didn't really hear from God until I made it a point to stop and actually listen. You know, I would, I told you guys this before that I would just pray and Lord, thank you for this day, blah, 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 amen. And I'd be on my way, moving on to the next thing. But when I make it a habitual practice to ask the Lord questions and then give him time to speak, or like sometime in my prayer, just give him time to speak to me, giving him my undivided attention, he clearly speaks to me and I hear his voice. So if you aren't hearing, I want you to just like practice that. Give him some time to speak and practice quieting your heart and your mind so that you can hear him. Give him the opportunity and then truly listen. When we pay attention to what God is saying, we, when we try to understand, when we hear, when we receive, when we don't let his words depart from our eyes, there are clear benefits. And those were noted in the Proverbs 1 through 5. Um, and I'm positive the rest of Proverbs and probably throughout the Bible as well. Um, I'm not going to reread all of those, but I'm going to tell you what, what the benefits were. So some of them are that he grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. Um, he's a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. It also results in le- length of days and long life and peace. Those will be added to you. Um, another one says, then you will walk safely in your way and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you won't be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Another one says, and the years of your life will be many. Another, that you may preserve, preserve discretion, good judgment, and your lips may keep knowledge. So we see in these that paying attention to what God says results in benefits. When we pay attention to his word and do what he says, there's provision. There's provision in the path that he wants wants you to go in. And there's not provision off of the path, doing your own thing, not paying attention to the direction given by God. So we need to stay on the path and attend to his word, and we will experience benefits in our life. Another area of attention that the Lord has really been speaking to me about is not just that I attend to his word, that, you know, I would pay attention to what he's told me, but also that I would take inventory of what I'm giving my attention to. What am I spending the most time doing? What am I spending the most time reading, watching, listening to? Because what we spend our time on impacts us in a lot of ways, and it also shows what we value most. And what I've realized is that I spend a lot of time on my phone. Even when I'm taking, you know, a much needed break from social media, my phone is a distraction. Yeah, the thing that's pumping the sweet melody of my voice through your ears is a distraction. And the devil would love to distract us with all sorts of things to keep us from fully devoting ourselves from the Lord, to the Lord. Um, He'd love to distract us with the busyness of life, you know, when we have to when we get to run our kids to every event, every club, every play date, whatever it is, or making us so connected to work in our off hours that we can't even be present with our family or God, sucking us into Pinterest, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, you name it. It distracts us from our purpose. And I'm not saying that it's all bad, 
But when I sat back and really thought about what I was running to for comfort, what I was running to in a bored moment or when I was tired or just wanted a break, I found that I was running to my phone and not the throne. I'm sure you guys have heard that said about gossip. And if you haven't, it's a good one. It says run to the throne, not the phone, meaning like, don't call me if you want to gossip. Go talk to Jesus about it. But also here, when you feel that impulse, that pull to your phone so that you can be satisfied, it's a distraction. Only Jesus can fully satisfy. And I think technology sometimes keeps us from being fully engaged and devoted to God. Technology is not a bad thing, but in excess. Yes, it is. That was a, I know that was kind of a rabbit trail here. I didn't intend to go down this path, but my whole point is that I want you to consider what you're spending the most time doing. Like, is your phone plastered to your face? Are you at a family gathering where everyone's watching a movie, but you're all also scrolling through your phone? Whatever you're spending the most time on, whatever's vying for your attention, distracting you from being present with the Lord and your family, or getting in the word or meditating on the word or attending to his word, I want to encourage you to break from it. Take a break from it or break from it completely if you can. Take a break. Pay attention to God instead. Give God the highest place in your life because he deserves it. Give him the highest place and be present. Be present with him and be present with your family. Those are your two priorities. God first, family second. Prioritize those things. The second area of attention that I want to talk about is an area that God began dealing with me long, long ago. And there's, of course, a story. And I'm going to tell you that story. It all began in college. I started watching like true crime shows, Snapped, and I I can't even think of any others, but I, I watched a lot of true crime and I watched fake crime shows too. You name it. I consumed it with my eyes and I heard it with my ears. And I didn't really realize how much it was affecting me until one dark and wintry night. I lived on the third floor of this apartment complex and I'd come home from somewhere and it was dark and I was alone. So I get out of my car and I'm already checking my surroundings, which isn't a bad thing. You should check your surroundings. Like you should be aware of what's going on around you. That's smart. But I was legit. I was afraid. I watched too much. I consumed too much. So the second I got out, I booked it up those stairs all the way to the top. I was definitely in a little bit better shape than I am now. Um, I was running up the stairs though, and I was checking over my shoulder the whole way. Me, like the college me, adult-ish me. I was running up the stairs, checking over my shoulder. Um, Yeah, I don't know, you guys. It's kind of like when you're walking up the stairs in front of people. I don't know if you guys ever feel like that. especially people close to me. I do not like to walk up the stairs in front of them because um, I'm pretty sure this is a a byproduct of having three siblings, but I always feel like somebody's going to grab my foot to trip me. You know, like I have to either like run all the way up or I have to turn and be like, please go in front of me. That's how I was feeling, but not in a funny way. I was afraid. And in that moment, when I got to the top of the stairs, got in my house and locked the door, the Lord showed me me, who was not even actively pursuing him, that fear was a symptom of the greater problem, and the problem was what I was consuming. And I kid you not, you guys, I just quit true crime shows cold turkey that day. Haven't watched them since. And I'll admit that sometimes we watch, you know, maybe an intense show, but even my husband knows that as soon as it gets weird, I'll be visiting the bathroom, I might go upstairs, I might clean the kitchen, I might start reading the Bible on my phone, because I'm not into it because I know that it negatively affects me. 
giving my attention to things that are not good, pure, lovely, honorable, excellent, praiseworthy of good report. It's not good for us. That's in the Bible. It's um, somewhere. I think it's, I don't know where it is in this moment. I'm going to tell you one day. Anyway, it's in there. And that's why God wants us to think on these things. He tells us to think on those things. So this might be an unpopular opinion amongst some people, but truly, like true crime shows, they are of the devil because he deals in fear. There's nothing good for you there. Consuming those things leads to nothing good. So my word for you today is to stop watching true crime shows. Stop watching fake crime shows. Stop watching vulgar things, violent things. My list goes on and on. Consider if it's something that builds you up and edifies you. And if it doesn't, you should stop. And while I'm on the topic, at the same time that the Lord dealt with me on what I was watching, he also changed me in the area of music and reading. You know, the problem with listening to any old type of music is that lyrics are sometimes truly terrible. Sometimes I will hear a song that I used to listen to and sing along with, and I'm shocked by the lyrics, what they truly say, and I'm shocked that I sang along. And the same goes for reading. Reading in itself is a good thing, but we have to be careful what we consume. Reading is also consumption, and it matters that what we read grows us spiritually. You know, there's there's a lot of good Christian books out there. I don't read fiction anymore, but I have friends that read Christian fiction all the time. I used to read lots of stuff, lots of books. You know, the kind of romances where somebody always dies and you end up weeping the whole book? Why? Why am I reading this? It's terrible. What's What good is that for us? We have to take account of what we're listening to, what we're watching, what kind of music we're listening to. And some people might call me a prude for that, but I call me wise. God calls this behavior wise as well. And I've listened to the word of God and found that the result is good. And you know, I'm not running into my house looking over my shoulder anymore or weeping over fictional characters and singing along with songs that degrade women and the sanctity of marriage and just generally contain all types of bad confessions and bad words and things like that. Romans ten seventeen says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, then the opposite is also true. Not hearing the word of God doesn't cause faith to come. Also, this tells us that what we hear And I mean what we listen to, what we watch, and what we read produces a result. If hearing the word of God produces faith, then what is hearing other things, listening to other things, watching other things that aren't pure, lovely, and of good report produce? They produce fear and worry and anxiety and sadness and insecurity, you name it. If it doesn't build you up spiritually, if it doesn't edify you, It produces something not good. So today, I want to encourage you to take inventory of three things. First, are you paying attention to what God has spoken and heeding his instruction? If not, I want to encourage you to start today. Start somewhere. You don't have to start big. Just, you can do it. Find some verses to meditate on. Find some verses that challenge you and do what they say. Actively listen to God hear and do what he says. Second, I want you to take inventory of how you're spending your time. Where does most of your time go? I mean, obviously you have to work and stuff, but what do you run to for comfort in the times that you're not actively working or caring for your children? What are you running to for comfort? 
if it's a distraction, I want to encourage you to set it aside for a time. You don't even have to set it aside permanently, but set it aside for a time. Again, I'm not talking about your kids and stuff. You can't set your kids aside. Um, there are things that we need to care for here on earth, but I'm talking about your phone, social media, reading word stuff, gossiping, whatever it is. If it's a distraction, consider setting it aside. And third, I want to encourage you to take inventory of what you're paying attention to. What are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you reading? I hope this challenges some of you. If it's not true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy, just cut it out of your life. Just do it cold turkey and be done with it. The result will be good. Um, you might get some weird looks. Like I know that sometimes when I when my friends are talking about watching, uh, I don't know, Dahmer, whatever that is, and I stare at them blankly because I've not watched it and I have no interest in doing to, doing so, they don't judge me. But, you know, they're, I think they do find it a little bit humorous, just to be honest. Um, but it's good for you. And I will advocate for giving up those types of shows and bad things that you're listening to. Okay, so you're going to take inventory of what you're paying attention to. If you're paying attention to God, actively listen to him. Take inventory of how you're spending your time and take inventory of what you're watching, listening to, and reading. That's my encouragement for today. So before we go, let's pray. Lord, you are awesome. We thank you that you love us enough to want to teach us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you dwell in us and that you teach us all things. You are the teacher. Today, I ask that each listener would take something from this message and implement it in their lives, and that this would bear good fruit in their lives, that they would see the good result of taking stock of what they're paying attention to. Lord, may our attention be fixed on you. May our hearts and minds be turned towards you. And in this, may we experience true joy and peace and love and trust, safety. We thank you, Lord, that there's benefits to turning to you, to paying attention to your word and heeding your instruction. We know that it's for our good. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to thank you for joining me today, and I hope you'll tune into the next episode. Please follow this podcast and don't miss the upcoming episodes. Mm-hmm.